You are listening to Constructing Practice, a podcast from the Graduate School of Architecture, Planning and Preservation at Columbia University in New York City. I'm Dina Malandraus. Thank you for listening. I'm Juan Herreros, professor at Columbia GSAP and principal of Studio Herreros in Madrid. In recent years, we have witnessed a series of changes that redefine the traditional practice and lay the foundation of new types of architectural offices. On November 17, 2017, we hosted the symposium Constructing Practice at Columbia GSAP in New York City. This podcast series includes the 15 films who participated in the symposium and expands the conversation to include many others to tell us how they do what they do. Today, we hear from Jan de Bidler, Inge Bink, and Jota Ilier. They are the Bidler, Bink, Taillier in Gent, Belgium. The office officially has been founded in 2010. Inge and Jo officially founded the practice, although we were working already a couple of years together, with Inge since 2006 and with Jo since 2009 or 2008, I believe. But so in a certain perspective, the office has been founded quite recently, no longer than 10 years ago. Important to us was the reason why we like to work together. Our practice is founded merely because we enjoy making things. So architecture is for us not only a matter of designing things, but also a matter of understanding how things can be made. And in Flanders there is, I believe, still a huge high quality of craftsmanship available. And being on building sites was something we shared amongst us three. And I believe that what we make is still very much motorized by that. When it comes towards teachers, we all have been raised at the St. Lucas Architecture Schools in Ghent. And the time I was a student over there, still people were around like Julian Lampens or Jos van Driessen. I think this is quite important to see the influence of meeting such uh, people at that time. At the same time, I believe we were back in the 80s. And in the 80s, there was a kind of first vague of upcoming Flemish practices, one could say, amongst uh, Paul Robrecht and Hilde Dam, Marie-José Van Hee, but then on the other hand, Xavier de Geiter or Stefan Beel, and maybe even a little bit more ahead. One could say practices like uh, Luc Deleu, Top Office, and many of those. And then a third influence at that time to me, very important, is even the practices which went ahead of that, like Peter Kallebout. But also a very specific person to me personally was important, was the figure of uh, René Hevart. René Hevart, who finally became an artist from a certain point on, but before that realized in its small practice, kind like seven interesting buildings. They were very experimental at that time, and I think they are still are today when you look at them. And this experimental was about, on one hand, trying to find out a way to build in a very economical way, although a kind of modern way, houses. And on the other hand, it was related to a practice of arts. As I said, he became later on really an artist, a kind of povera artist, and that influenced his work very much. To me, as a young student at that time, it was kind of like of a breakthrough in thinking on architecture. Form is one of 
of course, they're not to be neglected words in architecture, and sometimes form is something we don't want to talk about. But it is very important. We make forms, but we make these forms by materials. Materials are at the same time as important as the form or the concept as such. And I believe that material is key to our practice, and we are enormously intrigued in the quality of the materials themselves. In building, often what you see is not what you get or what you don't or what it is. So we are very driven by the understanding of the making of things and by the understanding of the material of it, the pure concrete, the pure brickwork, the pure metal. So from a certain viewpoint, we are interested in to celebrate the real way how it is made instead of the way how often it is covered. So in that sense, use of honest materials is very prominent in our work, I have to admit, because we believe they have a beauty from themselves, which will not say that we never use finishings or that we never use color or that we never use other material than the pure building materials themselves. But it is true. They are key in the perception of our work. Throughout those 10 years, we had the chance to have many different type scales of projects. And I'm happy to say that still today we are challenged like every time again by something completely new. At uh, this moment, we are working on very much projects with, let us say, regular programs like elderly housing, like housing as such, like cultural buildings as such. But along with that, there are also kind like strange challenges. Like, for example, we are working right now on a huge project of 60,000 square meters, an old expo hall in Charleroi for which was provided a budget to restore it, but the budget was far too low to restore the whole complex. And the client asked to, let's say, give an update or an upgrade of one specific part of the building, being the entrance lobby part of the building itself. And we proposed not to give it an upgrade, but to strip the facades so that finally it only would stay an open structure. And the structure is open over three different levels of each time seven meters high. But at the end, it delivers a kind of new urban structure, a kind of new urban park, partly green, partly pure structure of beams and columns and floor plates, but it reconnects the upper city and the lower city of Charleroi. So this is a project which has a strange parkour, one could say, but we were happy to win the competition with, uh, let us say, the opposite proposal than what was requested. Another project which is in mind is a very small pavilion. It's only 25 square meters, a pavilion in a kind of natural surrounding in Flanders. And for that pavilion, we worked with a stacking of bricks like you used to do it with a certain bond systematic, but just really piling it and roughly pouring concrete in the middle of those piles. And then that leaves us up to two massive columns, out of which the concrete really drips out. A very rough, pure way of building. And we look at it and we give that the name that it does not look Good, makes that it looks good. And it confronts us with the idea on how far should the detail of a building go. And as this looks really very fundamentally rough, we have to admit that this roughness 
has a very interesting beauty as such. So I think those are two projects which are, let's say, orbiting around the regular project, regular work we make, but which are fundamentally, of course, also influencing that work. I believe it will influence it soon in the future projects. This podcast was produced by Columbia GSAP. You may also be interested in the GSAP Conversations podcast series available on iTunes. You can find more information about the school on our website at arc.columbia.edu.